Coming up in this episode, the attack on a Christmas market in Berlin. What are the police telling you and the rest of the folks that live in Berlin to do right now? Well, last night they say basically uh, go home or stay at home, stay calm. So I think we just have to wait. And that is a bit frustrating, to be honest. That's Mark Etzold, a journalist in Berlin. We spoke to him the day after the attack. As terrorism continues to sweep Europe, NATO has a big responsibility. Figure out how to deal with it. That's coming up on this edition of Target USA. The National Security Podcast. Target USA is brought to you by TrueCar. There's something about TrueCar a lot of people don't know. Using TrueCar can also help you buy a used car. In fact, there are more than 700,000 pre-owned vehicles available from TrueCar certified dealers nationwide. Whether you're looking to buy new or used, you can get upfront pricing information that empowers, discounts off the list price for used cars, and a better buying experience through the TrueCar certified dealer network. You'll see what other people paid for the car you want so you can know what a fair price is and feel confident. With TrueCar, you can connect with a local certified dealer of your choosing so you can enjoy a quick, easy buying experience. Using TrueCar, once you register, you'll see a real price on actual inventory. This is competitive pricing offered to you only by a TrueCar certified dealer for an actual vehicle on their lot. More than 3 million cars have been sold to TrueCar users by the TrueCar certified dealer network. So when you're ready to buy new or used, visit TrueCar to enjoy a more confident car buying experience. Some features not available in all states. From WTOP in Washington, D.C., this is Target USA. Very graphic situation. San Bernardino. An act of terrorism. Paris. An attack on all of humanity. The Islamic State. I'm back, Obama. They want you to imagine them in the shadows. Hostile nation states. Can inflict mortal damage to the United States. Cyber criminals. Decryption successful. America has a target on its back. And on this program, we investigate the threats, the people behind them, the agencies fighting them, and the impact on you. This is Target USA. The National Security Podcast. I'm J.J. Green. On December 19th, about 8 o'clock p.m., near the Kaiser Wilhelm Memorial Church at the Breitscheidplatz, which is a major public square in the inner city of Berlin, a large truck rammed through a Christmas market, killing 12 people, injuring 48 others, 30 of them seriously. The Islamic State terror group claimed responsibility. Even though there have been other attacks in Germany this year, launched by the Islamic State group, this one seemed to catch everyone off guard. Mark Ertzold is a Berliner, and he told us what happened from his perspective. Uh, I was actually watching a movie um, at a movie theater with a friend, Star Wars Rogue One, and uh, so I always turn on flight mode when I watch a movie, and so I get out of the theater and... Yeah, I get all these messages and uh, see the missed calls. And uh, so I checked the news and realized what happened. So once you found out what happened, what was your reaction and what was the situation like uh, around Berlin, around the area where you were and the rest of the city? Yeah, uh, well, I saw many people realizing at that moment what, what just happened. And 
uh, like most of them, I I checked the news and yeah, I was I was I was shocked and uh, I had to get back to a lot of people who texted me, Mark, are you okay? Is everything is everything fine? And um, so I yeah, I got back to them and just try to find out what is what is going on. And this area where where it happened in is actually not far away from from where I live, so it's uh, three stops by by metro and. Um, yeah, I've been to that Christmas market uh, this year, and um, it's it's hard to believe. It's uh, yeah, it, it it has reached it has it has reached by uh, my my hometown, and that's shocking, definitely. What what are the police telling you and the rest of the folks that live in Berlin to do right now? Well, last night they say basically uh, go home or stay at home. Um, they say to, they said today that the Christmas markets in Berlin would be just closed um, uh, to yeah to just show support who to the people who just killed got killed last night and to the families who who lost uh, yeah some someone last night um, so they they basically say stay calm let's let's wait what the the investi- the investigators will find out and uh that's that's the point right now we don't know much um the the guy who did it they thought they got him but it seems like he's the wrong guy so i think we just have to wait and that is a bit frustrating to be honest sorry what have you heard about the people they believe may be responsible for this well Immediately, um, some some media claim that it was a refugee who came in last year somehow to the country, um, and we don't know. Uh, that is all. That is all still in debate. Um, we don't know if there's an, an Islamic background, if it was an attack by the Islamistic scene or not. We we just have to wait, and I think we. We need to be patient, which is not its not easy right now, but this is what we have to do, being patient. There have been a number of attacks in Germany this year, or at least in Europe oh, yeah. specifically, yeah. Um, and I believe some in Germany as well. Uh, and yeah. how are people in Germany prepared moving forward for situations like this? Uh, this is not a surprise, but I'm imagining that people were a bit shocked when this took place. Uh, that is for sure. Yeah, I mean, there's. You probably have heard that um, there is a new party uh, which which became popular during the refugee crisis, the alternative for Germany. So there's this debate whether we should, you know, um, rethink uh, our immigration policy, um, which Angela Merkel stands for, or if we should stay an open-minded. Um, country with open borders, open to refugees. And uh, I think this is going to be the huge debate we will see the next days and weeks uh, ahead. And um, I'm not sure how we will cope with that. I I hope that we will stay calm and, you know, talk on the basis of facts and decide then. But I'm I'm not sure if that is possible right now. So just um, to talk specifically about your personal feelings, what did you feel the moment you realized that something had happened this time? Uh, I was reaching out to friends to see if, you know, they're safe. I knew that some people the last days told me that they would go to exactly that Christmas market. So I, I reached out to, to just check that they are okay. And uh, as far as I know, most of the people 
Uh, I know you in Berlin are okay, um, but still, I mean, 12 people lost their lives, and uh, right before Christmas, and that's a huge tragedy, and it, it makes me just sad. And um, yeah, now I think we have to find a way to 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 yeah to just go on. Yeah. Well, I'm very sorry to hear about that. And um, our condolences from here in the States go to you and uh, all of your family and friends and countrymen. Um, as, you, as, you, as you navigate through this, we've been warned that terrorists and terror organizations will try to take advantage of um, situations in the world where people yeah. want to go and just relax and just be calm and have a good time. Um, moving forward from this, what will you do? personally, for your security? So, um, I posted last night on Facebook, you know, when I got home and when everything was uh, was okay for that moment, I posted that I will go to a Christmas market once they open again. Uh, I think I'm not, I'm not willing to, to let them win, to let them, to let them decide how we live and what we do and what we don't do. So I think, we just we just need to 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 live exactly the way we lived before, even when it's hard, even when we have a bad feeling going to a Christmas market now. But we cannot change the way we live. That would make them prevail, and I, I'm not I'm not ready to to, to uh, you know I'm not ready to do this. Well, that's brilliant. Thank you for taking that approach because so many people probably need to hear someone like you say that that you are not going to give in. As you look at the future, what um, what advice do you have from a citizen's point of view, from a person's point of view who's, you know, mm-hmm. you, you live and work every day, but you don't involve yourself in security? What would you say to authorities there who are responsible for um, preventing this kind of thing from happening uh, and certainly dealing with it once it happens? What would you say to the authorities there in the aftermath of this? Well, to, to my understanding, uh, or I, I talked to a lot of friends and, and you know family, and they basically said we we trust in our officials and uh, we have confidence that the police will find the people who did this. And I think that's what they should know that we we trust in our government, we trust in our police, and we will. Yeah, we will come through this together, and I think this is the time now to 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 unite and to stand together, and yeah, I think that's what we do. That's Mark Ertzel, who lives in Berlin and refuses to be intimidated by terrorism. As Berliners and the rest of Germany pick up and try to soldier on into the future, there is a military organization that has specific responsibility for dealing with situations like this. It's the North Atlantic Treaty Organization. And recently, Admiral Manfred Nielsen, who is the Deputy Supreme Allied Commander at the North Atlantic Treaty Organization Allied Command Transformation, spoke with us. He just happens to be from Germany, but he talked about the threat that NATO faces from all around. Yes, the most uh, difficult challenges we are faced is the 360-degree view. It's, It's unpredictable where across the world challenges can um, occur. We invest in building stronger partners 
and we help to build partners' awareness about what's going on around them and the types of threats that exist in their region. This helps our partners to respond more rapidly to threats and better control their own security and prevent the spread of security challenges across the nations. We asked Admiral Nielsen if there were any countries in Europe, specifically in NATO, that were more at risk than others of this kind of attack. I think it's not uh, predictable which uh, partners are faced more or less. What I can tell you is that we are prepared to face all these risks around the world by supporting our partners to build up awareness and to support them in training and exercises. After the attack in Berlin, London's police said they would review their security plans. Lieutenant Colonel Andrew Atkinson is with the British Army, but he's also stationed with NATO's Allied Command Transformation, which, by the way, is located in the United States, in Norfolk, Virginia. And he spoke specifically about their concerns and how they deal with scenarios involving terrorism. When you look at the migration and terrorism picture around the world today, what ideas do you draw from that? What are you thinking about? Um, first of all, I think we need to look at the root cause of that. Uh, and we have labeling, uh, and we have to be cautious about labeling. The, the activities of these groups um, are very bad. Um, but at the root cause, there is some, some kind of disagreement, uh, and that's the nature of conflict in general. Um, and we have to look at the second and third order consequence, you know, so, so what was it that caused those groups to, to do that? Um, you know, one of the aspects I'm involved in at the moment is looking at um, protection of civilians um, aspects, um, and of course the migrant aspect that we have coming, you know, from, from the, the southern areas and into NATO areas at the moment is a, is a particular challenge, and, and that's, that's caused by irregular activity um, that have gone into, you know, civil war or crisis. Um, so, so we just need to understand those, those threats and then understand what the changing in population as the world becomes more globalised, as borders become more porous, and what that means to us. So um, in terms of, you know, the, the terrorist threat, I think not only NATO needs to think about what is its conventional boundaries, but also now those boundaries don't really exist or, or are less... Uh, less strong with inside. So we have to look to having response mechanisms to uh, terrorist threats or whatever within NATO, as well as our response mechanism to threats from outside of NATO as well. You're into the futures business, obviously. What do you make of the terrorist group's ability to get smarter and to do things in a smarter way, to evolve using technology to do lots of things that they used to do manually? Um, it's a challenge for us. I, I think um, our, our strength in, in NATO is, is our numbers and our cohesion from, from different countries, but that, that can also create some inertia. Uh, so when these new ideas come up, you know, we, we have to agree amongst ourselves that this is kind of what we do. Um, our adversaries in this aspect don't have that particular, particular challenge. You know, if they're a small group of four, they have the agility of four, where we have uh, you know, potentially the agility of, of, of thousands. And so we have to overcome that. Um, and I think to, to do that, we, we have to work very closely with industry. Um, we have to look at what are the future technologies, um, not only from what, how they can benefit us in our defense capability, 
but also how an adversary could use those and how we can um, respond in a timely fashion or second-guess how they could be used. As terrorism continues to evolve, NATO no doubt will have its hands full in the years to come. And coming up in our next program, the best of Target USA 2016. Just contrasting ISIS and Russia. So I, ISIS has a very, very uh, malignant int- malign intent towards the West and towards the United States. But they don't have uh, the capability, fortunately, at least at this point, uh, in terms of destructive power that Russia has. Russia, in contrast, has huge capabilities, which if they chose to unleash, could uh, render huge harm to this country. Director of National Intelligence James Clapper and other top U.S. intelligence officials. All coming up on our next episode. I'm J.J. Green, and this is Target USA. The National Security Podcast. Do you like scary radio dramas? Tune into Fangoria's Dread Time Stories, fully dramatized horror stories hosted by Malcolm McDowell. Irony is only one small ingredient of these Dread Time Stories. Hear a new episode every other week on the Podcast One app, iTunes, and PodcastOne.com.